206, Warden. Moving slowly and carefully, Rain got to his feet, his outward calm belaying his panic. The warden didn't look imposing, far from it, the old woman wearing a simple white shirt and plain brown pants. The plate dangling from her neck, though, left no room for doubt. It looked silver, except it wasn't. The metal slightly shinier and much more elaborately engraved. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh, oh shit in English. After speaking common for so long, despite often warning himself of the danger, Rain had relaxed his anti-mind-reader precaution of thinking in his original language. It had led to fewer mistakes, through direct translation, sure, but now he was having trouble switching back. Mental ward is active in the rotation, so she shouldn't be able to... Nope, she already did. How did she do that? If she can bypass it? There's nothing to stop her from learning about... Don't think about pink elephants... Focus on the present. Warden, he said, doing an admirable job of hiding his utter lack of composure. He inclined his head respectfully, feeling blindly for Amelia's hand. Thank you for your assistance. Still smiling, Vatrice glanced at Barstone, who stooped to retrieve his axe. Oh, you hardly needed it. You would have pushed him hard enough to earn his respect eventually, especially once your antlered friend came up to play. I am the one who should be thanking you. I've been trying to get one of them to cut themselves off since I returned Magabor. Fool that I was to do so. You managed it within three minutes. Ha! Having found Amelia's hand, Rain squeezed, taking comfort in her presence. Then a horrible thought struck him. Shit! Amelia's thinking in common, and so is everyone else. He squeezed harder, trying to impart the warning and making Amelia glance at him. Why didn't I ever teach them English? What was I thinking? Even if the warden didn't understand my thoughts, nothing will stop her from reading theirs. They know I'm from elephants. Pink dancing elephants. Barstone held his half-moon axe horizontally in front of him, in defiance of gravity. The size of the weapon should have sent him toppling over. But, like with Halgrave's hammer, some shenanigans were going on. Clearly. The shenanigans only became more apparent as Barstone helped the warden climb atop the blade, lifting her to Rain's eye level. Settling herself cross-legged on the weapon, now better able to meet Rain's terrified stare, the warden gently tilted her head as she looked at him. What's an elephant? she asked. In English. Fuck! Yes, the warden agreed amusement flickering across her wrinkled features. You know what the words mean, even if I do not. Most people try Zelanda or Vedric, never mind that I speak both. I had one old scholar try ancient Pelendi on me, for all the good it did him. 
This, though, a language I've never even heard of. Where are you from, kid? Elephants. Pink elephants. Pink elephants as far as the eye can see. Another world? The warden's voice took on a note of actual surprise as he glanced at Amelia, then back to Rain. Interesting. Fucking fuck! Amelia, did you- It wasn't her, the warden said, still clearly amused. She nodded to where Vanna, Tarni, Sanna, and Samson were watching. It was them. She interrupted herself with a half shrug. Well, all of your people, really? Even if not all of them know? They know, you know? Warden, Amelia said, releasing Rain's hand and stepping forward. Her voice was so politely subservient that it made Rain blink as she continued. Please do not mind Rain's mind. He knows things that could be dangerous if anyone learns them. Even you. Things so dangerous that they almost destroyed the world he came from. Well, now I'm even more interested, said the warden, glancing at Amelia, then back to Rain. Open your visors so I can see who I'm talking to. Rain did, because he'd wanted to. No! He squeezed his eyes tightly shut, concentrating. He wasn't quite sure how he managed the mental calm required, but nevertheless, he fled, landing on hands and knees in his soul. His avatar shook. His muscles trembled violently as he fought for breath. Damn it! Struggling to his feet, he placed a hand over his chest, looking around at his deserted beach. Hopefully, when my mind is in here, she won't be able to... Sorry about the command the warden said from directly behind him. Ring whirled, spinning to see the tiny old woman standing there. Were he not already inside his soul, he would have said he felt it leave his body. You know, I am very difficult to surprise, the warden said, licking her teeth as if she had something stuck in them. You've managed it at least three times now. Four, if we count what you did with the barrier stone. How? I'm not really here, the warden said, kneeling to inspect the sand. Entering another soul in truth is quite inadvisable. You place yourself at their mercy. Walking over to a palm tree, still weathered from the storm, she waved an arm through it not even a ripple disturbing her forearm as it passed through the wood harmlessly. These aren't bad. Very lifelike. Are you sure you're a silver? Please, Rain said. Amelia wasn't joking around. Some of the things I know. You really believe that, don't you? The warden interrupted. She tilted her head, giving him a knowing smile but not as strongly as you once did. Not trusting himself to reply, Rain looked away, remaining silent. I'll have your secrets, world wanderer, one way or another, the warden said, her smile fading. I would rather take them with your permission, 
but I will take them all the same. You have already shown too much for me to just let this be. Rain didn't look up for a long time, and for whatever reason, the warden seemed content to leave him time to think. A dull resignation came over him. When he finally raised his eyes, it was one last desperate ploy to stall, though he had no real hope she hadn't already seen through it. Are there others? The tree smirked, not needing to ask what he meant. Fine, I'll play along. Better like this anyway. And you were kind enough to give me the time by coming in here. No, there are no others. Not now. She waved a hand, and four blocky stone letters appeared, hovering in midair. S-P-Q-R. What? Hang on, is that... A fragment, the tree said, smirking like he'd confirmed something for her. And no, the magistral were not these Romans you are thinking about now, she gestured. Before they even called themselves by that name, the people who would become the Magistral found this. It had been carved into the wall of a crumbling ruin, weathered almost to illegibility even then. Matrice waved her hand again before he could ask how she knew. The letters vanished, only to be replaced by a three-dimensional image of a dragon. It was so lifelike as to be photorealistic, tendrils of flame curling upward from its mouth in slow motion. Vatrice prodded it with a finger, prompting it to release a silent, angry roar. Dragons are from Wix, originally, or so I have come to believe. Your realm is not the only one to have sent us visitors. The real land of myths is little like the stories, I think. She waved her hand again, and the dragon was gone. I care little for the affairs of other worlds, the nothingness which lies between soul space, as you call it, or the liminal void to the magistral, can't be crossed by mortal art. Aside from the distances involved, there are system provisions preventing it. She paused, rubbing her chin. Though I see you don't want to return. Interesting. Even if you could bring her with you? Even if you could bring all of them? Matrice tilted her head. How foul is your world exactly? that you would prefer one that is dying. What? Dying? The tree snorted. You are as blind as the rest, then, and to think I was starting to get my hopes up about you. She raised a hand. It is not dying quickly, I'll grant. There should have been reprisal for what I did to Barstone, and yet there was none. Karum is dead, his system perverted by those that came after. Any heretic with an eye for history can see that. 
even in what little history remains. Ask yourself, why does the system function as it does? It is clearly artificial. But what is the net effect? She stared at him. That wasn't a rhetorical question. Rain sighed, slumping down onto a rock. Can't you just pull my answer out of my mind? Don't be fresh, the warden snapped. You're the one who wanted a conversation. I don't know, Rain said. He was exhausted. And he'd lost. It was over. Even his resignation could simply be more mind-fuckery. He was unequivocally at her mercy. And even the tempting nuggets of information she was dangling couldn't distract him from that fact. Vatrice began tapping her foot. I'm waiting. Making people stronger, Rain said dejectedly. She gave him a look. You can do better than that. Getting us to spend purified essence. Helping us make our souls bigger. Encouraging us to dig holes. A bunch of things. Rain waved a hand. It's training wheels. Training wheels, Vatrice said slowly, trailing off. She sat, and a hard wooden chair appeared to receive her. An interesting metaphor that I'm sure I will understand better in a moment. Did you deliberately choose something from your world just to be confusing? Rain sighed. It doesn't matter. You're just going to wipe my memory once we're done. Now you're just being petulant, the warden said. I might and I might not. It depends on you and what horrors I find locked away in your mind. She snapped her fingers loudly, catching his attention. It also depends on whether I like you, so try to take this seriously, would you? Rain didn't reply. There was no point. Vatrice sighed. Fine, be that way. Next question. Suppose the system was given a job to do and that job was giving power to those that can be trusted with it. Is it doing it well in that regard? Rain laughed dejectedly. Not even close. And so you would change it, the warden said with a wry smile. If not the system, then society. Oh, to be young. She paused, looking speculative. I will say you've made a good start of it, even if your company's name is a bit ambitious. Rain looked up. Something about that statement managed to tickle his interest through his despair. Oh, you didn't know? Vatrice said, settling back into her chair, which had become padded at some point without him noticing. Ascension means attaining divinity. Or at least it used to. She snorted. Now it just means climbing stairs. So the gods really came from mortals? Vatrice laughed. Hells if I know. I'm old, but not that old. But you said Karum. 
the warden interrupted him, throwing up her hands. He was always a man. He was always a god. He was one and became the other. He never existed at all. She sat forward, the chair becoming hard again, as if mirroring her irritation. Before the modern Elish dogma took hold, stodgy priests spent generations trying to stamp out anything but their truth. Now it's all, you can be a god too if you just follow our teachings. What a wagon load. Show me one example of that working, and I'll show you priests who don't need to fear the past. Right, Rain said. Last question, Vatrice said, getting to her feet atop her chair, now a stool. Stand up. Rain stood, not because he felt she'd compelled him to do so, but because there was no point in resistance. He met her eye to eye, the added height of her platform barely enough to bring her to his level. Are you a good person? The warden asked. I... Rain stopped, wanting to say yes, but struggling, as memories of all the wrongs he'd ever committed flashed through his mind. Trick question, Vitrice said with a snort, plainly having stood witness to the montage. There are no good people. She hopped down from her stool, making Rain take a step back, then walked toward the shore. When she got there, she clasped her hands behind her back, simply staring out at the sea. Not knowing what else to do, Rain followed. As he came to a stop beside her, she spoke without preamble. Fetch is dying. What? Rain asked, feeling like he'd been saying that a lot. The clock of eternity has stolen his restraint, Vitrice said in a strangely formal tone. He views his empire as the solution to the system's injustice. Control replaced with control. He would have its dominion persist after his death. And all he has done since becoming protentate has been toward that goal. Now, however, he seems content to do himself what his empire cannot. The scars he left at Felsidanis will not heal in a dozen lifetimes, if they ever heal at all. Vitrice raised a wrinkled hand, inspecting her bony fingers, then made a fist. The watch takes a different view of what is possible when it comes to shepherding human nature. Even should Fetch's adamant empire emerge victorious, even should it spread to control the entire world, ultimately pride and greed will destroy it. Human failings are no less a threat to the Empire than they are to the DKE and the Guild. Even the Watch is not immune to corruption, though I have done my best to root it out. Unfortunately, my time is no less limited than the Pretentate's and some of the methods I might employ are even more abhorrent. She let her hand fall, then turned to face Rain. 
I have a year left, more or less. Cling to my vessel as I might, I have stopped regenerating. The path to immortality is closed to me. My work will need to be continued by my successor. Why are you... Are... are you asking me if... Don't be ridiculous, Vitrice said, giving him a disgusted look as if to ask how anyone could be so stupid. I haven't even examined your mind yet. Perhaps you are not entirely without merit, but I don't even need to read your history to know that you are soft, ignorant of the world, and painfully, painfully naive. No, when I am gone, Guardian Nem will take my place, like as not. I'd have stepped down fifty years ago, had any of them the drive to do what is required. I see, Rain said. And now we return to it, the tree said, ignoring his comment. She hovered up to his eye level, apparently having grown tired of playing along with gravity. Will you allow me to read your history willingly, or am I going to take what I must as I must? Rain closed his eyes, then nodded, for what little difference it made. All I can do is trust her. Thank you, the warden said. The only sign that she'd started was an expression of discomfort crossing her face, but she swiftly spoke through it. Pain? Ah, I see. You placed memories of the obelisk at the fore like a shell. I find myself surprised again. Few enough can enter their soul, but fewer still can order their thoughts into mnemonic defences. I'm as surprised as you are, Rain said, feeling her press deeper. I didn't think it would really work. Intent is the first and most important step, the warden said, pressing deeper. He got the sense that she was taking her time, being cautious, possibly for fear of anything the magistral obelisk might have left in his mind. Nevertheless, she was merciless, effortlessly peeling back the outermost layer of his defences. She paused again to give him a look. Ozarian tax law? Really? Rain shrugged helplessly. I found it hard to get through. The warden rolled her eyes, digging deeper. 1877 Cars for Kids. This tune is infuriating. Despite everything, Rain smiled. I warned you. Also, you just lost the game. Childish, the warden muttered abandoning her caution and roughly punching through. Rain hardly needed to hear her sharp intake of breath to know she'd found what she was looking for. Already the thread of the warden's consciousness that was speaking to custodian Rain had been drawing heavily on her due to the speed of his inner world, but what it had just learned was enough to bring her entire mind to a stuttering halt. Even with Barstone's lesser brain supplementing her own, the deluge was overwhelming. The problem was information density 
as she'd expected. But the magnitude of it surpassed anything she'd prepared herself for. A memory record taken from a farmer was easy to process. Each day much like the rest, and easy to skip. This, a lifetime of practice, was of no help without a frame of reference to let her winnow the seeds from the chaff. Even something that should have been familiar, such as a pencil sitting on a desk, contained so much. The fact that the yellow-painted wood contained graphite, the fact that it had been manufactured in a factory, what a factory was, how the machines within one worked, moving faster and with more precision than any awakened, how the custodian had learned about them by watching television, that the world wanderer's mind would be filled with foreign concepts went without saying. But he knew so much about everything, important, unimportant, downright trivial. It was all there, all with the overwhelming, crystal-clear immediacy of a dynamo. Matrice stumbled, almost dropping herself from the blade of her axe. The internet. Almost eight billion people, more than half of them connected, and they use it to share pictures of cats. Her various other threads staggered, disrupted in their conversations with Ascension members. Honed by a lifetime of experience, her mind was already working to defend itself, locking the infectious minutia away, compartmentalizing it behind barriers of pure thought. The custodian lying bonelessly before her had no such protections. How does he function? As awareness of her threads returned, she found herself the subject of concern, and not just from the custodian. Yet another surprise for the day, even Ascension's adopted Imperial had rushed to her aid. Though, granted, he had only the vaguest concept of who she was. I'm fine, thank you, she said, or some variation thereof, spoken from hundreds of imagined mouths in hundreds of imagined realities, withdrawing her threads from all but a few of the minds around her. She left the rest in blissful catatonia, while she resettled herself on her axe. She was already regretting the decision to use it as a chair. Used to be, I had a little padding back there. Amelia jumped, her eyes shifting to the wardens. From her perspective, the world around her had just shifted, illusion falling to truth. What just happened? she demanded stopping short as she spotted Rain collapsed at her feet. Rain? Rain, are you okay? No, Rain said, reaching up to close his visor as she helped him sit. She took my memories, Amelia. All of them. No, Amelia said, turning to the warden with a horrified expression. Relax, the warden said, speaking to Rain as she worked on his mind's defences in the background. She knew of no other mentalist capable of direct memory extraction, having dealt with the last one years ago. But as the custodian was proof, the universe was full of surprises. Giving no sign of the effort she was exerting, she continued speaking with a casual wave of her hand. 
nuclear fire was not unknown to me. Even a middling alchemist may wield it, provided access to fissionables and sufficient insight. What? Rain demanded. You really are saying that a lot, the warden said with a smile. You are only surprised because you know so little of our world. Both fission and fusion would be common knowledge, I think. If the damage limit did not prevent them from functioning on the surface, and were the required elements not so scarce, you are right to fear proliferation, but your concern is overblown. There are far easier ways to destroy a city, ones not requiring such an absurd supply chain. She snorted. I must say, what your society managed to accomplish without magic is truly impressive. Finishing her repairs, Vatrice paused to survey her handiwork, double and triple checking to make sure they were exactly as they'd been. Memory wipe, command, and the like were all well and good, but actually editing a mind's mentality was an exceedingly dangerous and manual process. Even the smallest, most innocuous change could ripple outward, destabilizing the entire thing and leaving its owner a drooling shrub. To build proper, lasting defenses for the custodian, she would have needed to immerse herself in his thoughts to the point that she knew him more intimately than he knew himself. Apart from not having the time, such a thing would have been distinctly unwise. Even as it was, she would be chasing dank memes from the nooks and crannies of her consciousness for months. Constructs, though. Retrieving a flask from her hip, she blocked the nerves leading to her taste buds, before taking a long draw of the phenomenally strong restorative within. Ignoring Rain and Amelia's curiosity, she closed her eyes and returned to work. Constructs could be placed within a mine safely, and when they expired, they would simply fade away. But making them last was tricky. First, she wrapped Rain's entire mind within a thought shell, like any silver mentalist might have made, exceptional only in its strength. Second, within that barrier, she coiled up something far more advanced a twisted spring blade that would shred the custodian's memories to ribbons should the outer thought shell be breached. The final construct was the most complicated by far, her manner plummeting as she began weaving it into being. Um, excuse me, Warden, Amelia asked. Yes, Vatrice asked, splitting off the barest sliver of her mind to guide her body while the rest of it concentrated. What did you do to them? Amelia asked, gesturing at the dead-eyed expression of Barstone's constables and the other Ascension members near the frozen ramp. They're having a nap, Vitrice said, taking another long draw from her flask. They are not needed for what comes next. And what comes next, exactly? Rain asked. Are you going to kill us? Wipe our minds? Order us to do your bidding? You think so little of me, Vitrice said, not as a question. Almost done now. She gestured to herself. 
In my younger days, I was faced with a choice. To become a monster or to hold myself back. Obviously, I chose the latter. I drew lines, lines I would never cross, no matter the need. She had Barstone gestured to himself in turn, then spoke with his mouth. Lines like this. What did you do to him? Rain asked. Vatrice sighed, returning her full attention to the conversation as she finished her construct, and set it to slumber within the custodian's mind. I have suppressed his consciousness and taken his body as my own. It is what I mean to do to the rest of the citizens. There was a long, stunned silence in response to that. Finally, Rain spoke. I guess your lines don't mean much then, do they? Vitri smiled sadly, having her barstone body help her original down from her axe. Fetch isn't playing by the rules, so why should I? The threat of him must be ended. She stretched, then walked forward to punctuate her next statement by wrapping her knuckles against Rain's breastplate. For the greater good. The end doesn't justify the means, Rain said, but the words sounded hollow. He knew she was right. He feared she was. The DKE could have defeated Fetched on their own by now, Vitrice said. However, they have proven that they will not work together, occupied as they are with defending their individual territories. Pointless. How has it worked for them so far, eh? She continued as Barstone. And so I will make them work together. I will make each of them more than they could ever have been on their own. She gestured to her stolen body. They will be my instruments. A deadly symphony. She tapped her wrinkled temple, switching voices. Guided by my singular mind, I will make them... She switched back to Barstones. And I will strike for the heart. That's... Amelia said, sounding sick. Necessary, Vatrice said, this time with Velika's voice. Rain and Amelia whirled, and Vatrice smiled before deciding to tone down the theatrics. The citizens were overly reliant on their mantles, but eventually they'd find a diviner and begin scrying to see what happened to Barstone. She needed to be done before then. Let her go. Ring said, shifting his gaze to Velika, then to Barstone, then back to Vatrice's original body, as if he was unsure where to look. Why? Vatrice asked through Velika, honestly curious. She has caused you no end of trouble. I would have thought you'd thank me for taking her off your hands. I had a deal with her, Rain said, meeting Velika's eyes as he responded. She promised to teach me. The warden scoffed with all three of her bodies. You don't care about that. Not enough, anyway. And besides, she knows far less than she believes. She tilted Velika's head. No, you want me to spare her because you pity her, even after all she's done. 
Rain shook his head. I understand being trapped in a corner. She's an asshole, sure, but nobody deserves this. She enjoyed it, you know, Patrice said. Killing that friend of yours. She regrets it now, sure, and so much else besides. But then, all she felt was her power and the fleeting rapture of revenge. They weren't even people to her, just obstacles that had dared stand in her way. Rain looked away, his thoughts a confused mess. Amelia, though, stepped forward, kneeling down to confront Vatrice's original body. Everyone deserves a second chance. She turned over the city in the end. She fought the Empire with us. Only to save herself, Vatrice said. She held up a hand, her voice soft, but heavy with the weight of command. Enough. Amelia's mouth clicked shut. Rain tried to speak up after her, but found that he could not. Have it your way, the warden said. Make her your little project. She is little use to me anyway, with only a single sword to her name. She does have one thing, however, that I will be taking. Did you know that it takes full concordance to forge a new mantle? But that transferring one doesn't even require a vote. As Velika, the warden raised a hand to her chest. Using the technique she'd lifted from Barstone, she directed Velika's essence, latching onto the crystalline spike lodged in her soul. Velika, the real Velika, screamed silently, experiencing the unmitigated agony of a vessel too weak to withstand the load. Not so much as a bead of sweat dripped from her body's forehead, however. The pain locked away along with its owner in the deepest, darkest dungeon of her mind. The spike came free at last, and the warden directed Velika's hand to draw it from her chest, the shard phasing through her flesh. I have wanted one of these for the longest time, she said passing it to her real self. Velika collapsed bonelessly as the warden released her, the woman's skull impacting solidly against the dirty ice. The former citizen, now fully so, wasn't conscious to feel it. Not that such a hit would have done anything to her. When she woke, though, she would have a colossal hangover waiting for her, along with another surprise or two. Ignoring Rain and Amelia, as they rushed forward to help the fallen citizen, Vatrice contemplated the shard, bringing it to hover just in front of her heart. She angled her hand, and the point slipped through her failing flesh like it wasn't even there. There wasn't even a flicker of discomfort for her to block, as the artifact dug into her soul, linking it to others all across the continent. The warden smiled. She could feel them, feel their souls, and through them their minds, powerful, bright, and from within, unshielded. All she had to do was take control. And so she did.